Okay, welcome guys. Here we are in Manchester on location for the All Ears podcast. And because we are in Manchester, I had to bring a man on who represents Manchester and has the Manchester top team as his home, Mr. Carl Prince. As always, I like to start uh, the podcast with a nice question. So what's more difficult? Dealing with the personalities, the egos, the broken children, if you would, of uh, mixed martial arts and rearing them and raising them up, the young kids that you have to deal with every single day, um, or having three daughters. I'm talking about my own experience as well. I got two daughters. So do you feel like the personal wins or the the professional wins outweigh the family time or how, how do you, how do you balance that? Um, yeah, I guess balancing it is is the is the hardest thing to do, isn't it? And and I, I try not to to outweigh and score because I believe once you've done that, then you're always trying to chase the thing that that you put at the top of the table. So I just have a very balanced life, and everything that I do within it is kind of my own choice. Uh, I'm very fortunate, maybe not fortunate, but I've worked hard to get to this point where anything that I do, I choose to do. And obviously, I'm going to choose to spend as much time with with my kids as possible, and just to see them grow and and, and just see that they're in own individual spirit and, and things like that. that. That's amazing. But obviously, Luke, as who I am, like to to get a not just one UFC champion. That isn't the goal. Do you know what I mean? To get like ten multiple UFC champions and not just to win the title but to retain it and to become legends within the sport and things like that that's the overarching vision I've heard other people in the area talk about they want to become the best gym in Manchester and, and good luck to me if that's their goal they'll probably reach that goal I believe a lot in manifest it, manifesting your goals and if you want to reach something you aspire to something you speak it out loud and if people laugh at it then that makes me push myself towards it more so now I believe that we'll, within Manchester within the programme that we're going to get we're going to get multiple and like big legacy and, and, and real like franchise fighters. You know, I think that a lot of our fighters, that because of the, we understand the full package of what we're selling, what we're talking about. Like for instance, we've got a guy, there's an event in Manchester this weekend called Otskin. There's, there's a person on it. He's just entered the fray, but everyone's aware of who he is already because he's come as the full package. There's a lot of good fighters out there, Luke, a lot. But what I'm trying to teach my guys is like the holistic approach in terms of approach yourself not just as a fighter but as a business as an entertainer and everything like that so um yeah to answer the question in an indirect way um I, I enjoy every little part of my life and if i didn't enjoy it i'd work really hard to get rid of that part of it because the, you only get one go at it and what i've learned at this is like i'm gonna try have the best goal i can possibly have i think you says but you speak a lot we know each other extremely well so you speak a lot about the desires and the wants of other people mm-hmm. and how you can facilitate those but yeah. Now in the gym and everywhere, I've seen the journey you've been over over the last five, six years and everything yeah. that's happening. And now you're kind of getting to somewhere to a start of it still, I think. But what is the desires and the goals that you have set for Manchester top team and for for yourself, you know? Um, wow. Well, to, to, to give you a big overarching vision is this, I came from a different background. I came from a different sport. So I always, when I came into MMA, I, I saw the benefits of the individual sport, but I also saw the deficits of it being approached as an individual sport and I'm trying to collate into a team sport. So straight away, the, the overarching vision is to create an academy. That was the first start of it. I, I, I spent a lot of times at football academies within, the, within that. They have like... A, a nutritionist, a physio, all these things that are like new to MMA lab and a nutritionist is kind of new. Um, obviously, maybe 10 years into it, 10 years ago, a nutritionist came in and we're still a bit, bit spit and sawdust. So I'm just trying to reinvent and, and also like to create a model for everybody else to follow. So within Manchester Top Team itself, the vision is this, to have like a, a, a from four to 50 have a system where you can come in and not actually have to go anywhere else. So we, we, we've got our own in-house school uh, which will become like a, pr- a public private school pretty soon. So kids who are not engaged with school already come to us. But now kids who are not engaged with school but want to be a fighter, that's the goal where we can have like under eights who train in the morning, do the schooling in the gym in the evening and things like that. And by virtue of that become like hopefully the first professional team, sports team of its ilk in this country and then use the method which I've already have written down and, and push it to other people, not sell it on to them to raise the level because if they raise their standards, we raise our standards. Everybody's standards gets raised, we get raised and just be a bit of a, a flag bearer really for, for like how how our sport, as you well know, has been like an expensive hobby for us both. And now we can take it into like the professional realm. And and um, like you said, the people that I care about, which have 
many uh, within the gym how they can have a better experience than I did and, and make money out of it and because we always say the better you get at fighting the worse your car becomes so we're just trying to <laughs> trying to erase that and make sure that like everyone can live a good a good living like a lot of my guys are now coming as new pros and making more money than than you did in your sixth seventh eight professional fight so um, just make sure that it has to be a business and approaching like a business from the day they walk in and everybody wants to get to a certain point where they were amateur in terms of everything and then have a professional and change your approach where I'm trying to get the kids from being eight in the school to have a professional approach and understand like the little details or everything and, and it, what I've invested in myself today it might not come through for five, ten years but in the ten years time if I'm just consistent and I chip away at things that I can really achieve all the things I want we're just in a bit of a different time in this world where everyone wants something quickly. Um, and what I'm trying to teach people is you can get what you want and it's not it's it's on your own timing, but behind consistency and, and, and everything like that. And I've, everyone wants to be comfortable, don't they, Luke? Everyone wants to be comfortable. They want things to be easy. Yeah, and I'm trying to sh and trying to show things that it doesn't you can make yourself uncomfortable to be comfortable. In fact, comfort's wherever you want it. I'm sat on a couch; it's pretty comfortable. I got out of bed this morning; it was pretty comfortable. I I, I chose to to get out of it. There were my decisions, and sometimes what I'm trying to teach my guys, and this is the essence of the message, and this is the essence of the vision, and whatever falls behind the vision will be fantastic in terms of the school, in terms of what we're growing at, in terms of twenty uh, fighters. UFC champions, PFL, this is what's going to happen. I, I, I believe that with the consistency that I'm going to operate and everyone's going to fall in, this is what's going to happen. But, but eventually, if you're consistent, you stick to what you want to do, you believe in the message, you believe in yourself, like anything is possible. A anything is possible. Everyone wants like a quick like pill to take something to do this. It's like it doesn't really exist. What does exist is, is consistency. And but behind that, after what I'm teaching my guys and what, what I'm trying to teach my daughters as well, is you have to kind of eradicate feelings. Like for me, feelings, emotions and things like that, they're very natural. But if you want to be a professional athlete and you want to aspire to be like an extreme winner, you have to eradicate these things because there's always feelings that I feel. You know, so I'm trying to like not only teach people how to look at the fighting technically, look at the fighting tactically, but how to approach fighting and, and in terms of life, like bearing like, it from an emotional standpoint so you can make better decisions, not based upon emotion, uh, based upon just think like your brain going into auto gear and, and think and just make those decisions correctly. So um, to answer your question around about type of way, which I never get to the answer, is uh, I, I, I just wanted this is going to be the biggest thing that's ever happened in, in mixed martial arts in this country. And after that, this will be the biggest thing that happened in mixed martial arts in Europe. And after that will be the, the standard bearer and the flag bearer for everybody else. And the opportunities and the vision that we have for it is endless. Um, it's not a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's just an ongoing race with myself. And then everyone else is coming. Everyone else behind that is flying the flag to Manchester. So we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, I think um, maybe some advice well, might not be the right word but something that i utilize that maybe you can teach with the guys when you talk about emotions not interfering with decisions how i kind of look look have looked at it for a very very long time but i now kind of can put it into words when i was fighting and i was competing you said about it being like it was bed in bed this morning was comfortable and i feel like your body is the uh what precipitates comfort like is what understands comfort is your body and then the controlling the emotions is like your mind. So your mind and your body are connected. So if you're comfortable in your mind, you're comfortable in your body. If you're comfortable in your body, you're comfortable in your mind. So when you're like waking up and it's 6 a.m. and you've got to go out running because you've got to cut weight and it's cold outside and it's raining because we're in Manchester, you don't want to do that because yeah. it's not comfortable to get up and to do those things. So the thing, the overarching thing that controls those decisions is not your body and is not your mind, but is like your will. So it's like the person behind you. I always describe the way we sense the universe and the way we walk through the, the world is in three different ways. We have three different things that connect us, which is we have the body, we have the mind, and then we have the will. So the third thing is the will, and that's the guy that makes decisions. For me, I've always been fascinated with the fact that I can ask myself questions and I can give myself answers, which I think is retarded because who am I talking to? Yeah. When I say, blah, 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 ask myself a question, who am I talking to? Like what, but so... I know you have a probably a, a good understanding of this and a good opinion of it, but like consciousness as a person, that's the word I was looking for. I feel like you have three states of consciousness. You have body, you have mind, and you have will. And will is the one you need to train to become an extreme winner. So when you speak, like when you're coaching the guys, 
you're trying to instill their will to overcome the other two emotions or the other two to two consciousnesses and that is how i have consistently been able to you know win in life if you want to call it that so we will is your decisions isn't it and i, I believe i agree all hard what you said and i never thought about it like so you think about the three states consciousness conscious subconscious unconscious mm -hmm. so like it, it, it behind what you said about will i just think about decisions it's like i'm going to feel in certain ways like i i agree whether you call it will or decision making it, it's like your brain actually dictates how you, well, if my brain's not better, my body reacts like that. If I'm not comfortable with it, my body react like that. So I'm trying to make everybody comfortable with uncomfortable things all the time. Like think about any situation you walked into, maybe it's a meeting, maybe it's an interview to walk in and, and to own the room. I've, I've been there when I've been, I've seen these guys that are hamstrung by themselves in front of the camera. Whereas you're just yourself, isn't it? This is just an informal chat between two friends. The fact that there's cameras there is irrelevant. I'm trying to like, I can feel uncomfortable with it or I can, I can think positively with that. I'm like, I, I'm just being me and I'm just going to transfer what I feel organically over to somebody else and it's going to kind of come across well because I'm not overly concerned about how it looks and that because I don't, I'm not really feeling it. I'm just thinking it and if I can make these quick decision makings in my life and get like, I love the word comfort and get comfortable with it and I get comfortable with the decisions I make in my life, I'm going to make better decisions in action and in action where I don't have time to think, where I'm just working on instincts. If my instincts are good and it doesn't matter how I'm feeling in that moment because you're going to feel different ways. I, just, I, I can't control the way that I feel and in my life, you know me quite well, Luke, I like to split it up into two things, controllables and uncontrollables. I can control the way I think but I can't control the way that I feel but if by controlling the way I think it controls the way that I feel I can just eradicate that then like in chaos I'm just in more control of the chaos and if I'm more controlling the chaos I'm more relaxed I see more and if I'm, if I'm seeing more I'm thinking less I'm feeling less and I can really adapt and overcome and that that to me is flow state isn't it if I'm just if I'm in the, in the middle of whilst I'm thinking but unconsciously thinking like you said and I think if you can promote that within your life outside the gym through stresses cortisol levels outside like you wake up in the morning you get some messages or whatever and I'm, I'm not feeling it today I don't feel it today I don't really say those words anymore and I won't let anybody say those words I'm not, I'm not feeling great today uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not feeling great but I'm present I'm here and I can, and I can overcome so you said this because um, I said about you said three states of consciousness: uh, conscious, yeah, subconscious, and unconscious. Is yeah. that how you said it? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's my understanding. Okay, okay. So, what, what will explain what the subconscious is? So, the subconscious is like the things that you don't like. Say, for instance, I'm subconsciously sat like this because my father sat like this. Okay. So I've watched subconsciously how I think that someone I respect should sit. In fact, if I was to sit like this, I, pr I suggest that you would end up sitting like that with with me as well because subconsciously you want to what kind of tribal people want to be accepted i don't want to be accepted but I, i'm no. ginger mate i really want to be accepted <laughs> it's a different world now but four years ago it was much different so it's like that's that's what subconsciously i could be doing or like subconsciously i like i could be cleaning without really knowing that i'm cleaning just because my ocd mind wants it to be clean or whatever mm -hmm. and then un unconsciously are the things that you don't know that you're doing at all times that's like, so obviously unconscious everyone means that when you're asleep but when you're asleep you're still having these thoughts mm -hmm. these like unconscious thoughts aren't they and then obviously everyone knows what con well we don't really know what consciousness is and this is part of the problem of this world this is what i would try i educate my fighters on like what consciousness is because we know about the mind we know about the body but we don't know about the spirit and i think there's a reason for that i mean we could go into that but that's a bit deep we're not smoking <laughs> enough weed to talk about that but i think um <laughs> For consciousness, this, again, we're talking about MMA, something I've done forever, so I have a like, pretty good grasp of it. Maybe for the viewers, they don't understand it so much. But when we talk about the subconscious, the conscious, and the unconscious mind, I, you know, my understanding is when you learn a new technique, you want to take that technique, and you want it to be the best it possibly can be. And at the beginning, it's un you're unconscious because you don't understand what yeah. it is, so you don't have a clue what it is. Then you consciously think about that thing and you execute that thing. Nice. So let's just talk about your right hand being up. Yeah. Uh, you're consciously keeping your right hand up because you keep getting hit with the left yeah. hand. So you're keeping your right hand up, you're keeping your right hand up, you're keeping your right hand up. That's conscious. You want to take that from a conscious place to an unconscious place. Nice. Right? That is a great thought. I don't really teach like that. Yeah. I watch other people teach like that and I don't teach like that because of that reason. Because if if it's if it has if you have to think about it, it is natural. Yeah. So I, I teach holistic. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, 
behind holistic techniques are constants. So I have to keep my hands up in different ranges. Mm -hmm. But if I have to remind somebody of that over and over again on that day, they aren't going to get it. In fact, it's a double, ne double negative. Uh, my old coach used to talk about the pink elephant thing. I'm sure I spoke to you about this before. It's like, if I say something to you three times over and over again, and you, and you still don't understand it, you're not gonna get it there and then. In fact, your body learns in your rest if you understand that. And so what you do is you, you say it a couple of times and not get it, and then the next time you remind them of what we spoke about last time. Hey, remember what we needed to work on last week with the hands being up, and hopefully in the, the week, because they've heard you say it five times in the session, in the week after they digested it, and it should be within that. So I'll, I'll teach the whole. The thing about what for me coaching is half, half, whole. All right. So I teach the whole a lot and then I take it apart and then we put it back together. And if in the unconscious work by moving around and putting it all back together, if then the little details of dropping hands and, and then I'll be like, all right, you're dropping hands. This is what you're going to do, you drop your hands. Because I don't like once you take it apart, because a lot of people are good at hitting pads. Let's think about our sport. A lot of people look good at hitting pads. A lot of people look good at Instagram, but doing it under pressure is a different thing. Mm -hmm. So if I can't perform something under no pressure, there's no way I can perform it under pressure. So we just, for me, I, I don't really coach from that standpoint. I try to put it all together, take it apart, look at it again, take it apart. I, I always say to my guys, you're an engine and every, every day we'll, we, we take it apart and put it back together. In fact, in the army, they take the gun apart and they put it back together every day. But not that they're just trying to always make sure that it's clean, they're improving on something. In fact, when you buy a gun, it's supposed to be perfection. If you and I was to walk into a gun store, we buy a gun, we wouldn't question it, it wouldn't be like, clean it, there's a bit of dirt in there. But we understand that this is our body of work, so we have to take it apart, put it back together, inspect, improve upon it, make it better, and things like that. And I think for me, that's when you put the unconscious, the subconscious, and the conscious all together. And that, so then it's mindless motion. Because really, all we're working on is motion. Irrespective of the, of the sport, we're working on flow for your body, understanding your body mechanics and motion. And like the best fighters are the ones who have the littlest motion and can go from the from zero to 100. And like everything that we're working on is a distraction to that. So we're trying to make these guys so polished within the body that they don't even know when they're going to throw a punch. It just occurs. Yeah, but then that's the most natural it could possibly be. Yeah. But I feel like when you're, I mean, I think you're talking at a very advanced level. I mean... Talking about the holistic approach, it's great when you know all the moves. Yeah. But if you don't even know any of the moves, you've got to learn the moves at the first st yeah. stage, right? So I I, I think, well, I look at, again, fighting, but anything is like you're creating a sculpture. Yeah. The sculpture's a big block and you have to chip it away, yeah. chip away, chip away, chip away of it, and then it will become a, a work of art. And if you talk about just throwing a jab, you have to do that 10,000 times, but that, that's you cleaning it. So you do it, like you just said, holistically look yeah. at it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Okay, this is, you're not turning over, you're, at, you're not turning over completely or whatever. You're yeah. not extending, you're not moving your right shoulder, whatever it is. And that's you chipping, cleaning, chipping, cleaning, chipping, cleaning. And I think what I, what I have learned, and I talk about this quite a lot, but from doing that process that you just described, even if it's holistically mm. half, half and whole, whatever you want to call it, doing that process in the sport is very easy for people and i think you'll you'll um because of good coaching but you'll see like most athletes guys that you've got in the gym they can do that over and over again but then in life when they have a problem they can't dissect it and put it back together okay and i think that's like a a missing piece of of the puzzle for a lot of guys because they think uh, they think that fighting is just about fighting yeah and the decisions that they're making are just about the decisions they're making in that moment to become a better fighter but then they'll go home and they'll have an argument with their girlfriend and they won't they won't look back at why they had that argument what they said what they could have done better so i think yeah transferable skills yeah, yeah. to make it a transferable skill yeah. i think there's there's something missing so yeah okay i agree yeah and i think behind that in transferable skills has to be a concept isn't it so everything has to fall within this like, like, like everything in life has like a parameter of work, doesn't it? These are the parameters that it's got to work within. If it falls outside of that, then it, then it doesn't work for us. So to answer your question, it's about reps, isn't it? So whether I need to have repetition with um, problem solving outside the gym, like, or problem solving within, it's all transferable, isn't it? If it's done under pressure, like if people are good at mathematics, but then like you stood over them shouting things at them, you ask them the same equation, then it might take them a little bit longer to do that unless they've had more reps at it, isn't it? It's like being comfortable again with things that are uncomfortable. It brings back to the same notion, doesn't it? So yeah, to polish things off, it's just based concepts, isn't it? And the concept of fighting is always whether it be grappling, stand-up, whatever, is always base balance and posture, isn't it? And everything that you can work, come off that. Because do I look at the human body like like a calorie? 
because it looks like you like a calorie and especially looks like a motion like a calorie so the reason we have to perform repetition is to teach it to do the right thing over and over without thought because say for instance just me moving my hand like that costs me 10 calories yeah my body's a calculator so it'll try to make it cost six because it wants to save the other four for later because it doesn't know what i'm gonna do it knows it's pretty cold outside it's manchester isn't it so it wants to save some of this energy to keep me warm later so i've got to retrain my and reframe my body to work behind the base balance and posture concepts and not to be too economical with my motion because my body wants to be smarter my, my mind wants to be smart my body it was like well one second you could do this but you could do it a little bit less and it'll help us out to save us for something later so but then what part of the conscious mind is the thing that tells it not to save the four calories i think the i think the repetition is is a part of the uh, conscious mind but i think to get there you need to push through the will so you need to be told like yeah. order so like there was this thing recently that i i was a book that i read i'm gonna mess this up completely but it was on another podcast they brought it up and then I, I skimmed through it and it was like um, the king, I'm going to completely mess it. It's king, magician. There's four four phases of it, and for me, it looked just looked like the the, uh, the king, the warrior, the magician, and the lover. So that were they like the four states of humanity or whatever you want to call it, like the human. But I looked at it, took out the lover because lover's gay. But you got um, th three states in my head. This was for how I looked at consciousness. Mm -hmm. So you have the king that makes the orders. You have the warrior that carries them out, and then you have the magician, which is like the charisma and everything else. So it'd be like the king's the will that tells the guy, okay, I know your body wants to save those four calories, but I am telling you that you need to follow the orders. And by repeatedly following orders, you're going to, that connection between you and the king is going to be better. Yeah. Then the warrior is the guy, the body that does it, and then the charisma is the, the mind, right? So, so you have three voices in your head, Luke. Three voices in my head. Well, yeah, time, basically, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, some people don't have any voice in their head. That's what I wanted to speak to before. Yeah. So like you said, you have a conversation with the guy in your head. The thing that startles me the most is, I think something crazy, like a third of people that have an internal dialogue. They don't have a guy that they speak to. Well, I've, like you, you got three. I reckon I've got about 12. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're two different characters, but I think, nah, they don't have an internal voice at all. Well, no, no. Okay, well, maybe that's to do with uh, evolution or some, some <laughs> other subject we talk about. But for me, that's the thing I've always thought about, like questioning yourself. And I, I, I don't understand people that don't do that. No, no, no. It, Maybe that makes me a little bit more insane. I never thought about it like that before. But, um, well, let's admit that we both have like a Ferrari engine for a brain and like bicycle or like foot, foot for brakes, just our own feet, like Flintstones feet, just to slow it down. So I'm sure that we get stuck in some thoughts here. And well, okay, <laughs> maybe, but... Um, <laughs> I was going to say about, I was going to give again, talking about it in the gym and training and coaching and, and this, this you said, use the word, I'm trying to remember now, talking about consciousness and you said about people being conscious in sessions mm -hmm. and you were saying that this is something that I found, maybe again, this is my Ferrari brain that you described <laughs> as or whatever, but my like understanding of the room when I'm on the tatami and I look around the mat, this is how I've always felt. And this is going to make me sound like an absolute arrogant prick, but that's fine. If the it's, cap fits. <laughs> if the cap fits, exactly. <laughs> but when I'm on the mat, I feel like I'm the most engaged person there. And when I'm in a room, I can almost sense the people that are like glowing and the people that aren't. I, I've had this men ability, if you want to call it, ever since school. Like you have the low energy, low vibration drones <laughs> sitting there doing the thing that they think they're supposed to be doing because they're told they're supposed to be doing it, yeah. but never questioning why they're doing it. And then you have the guys that are looking and assessing and being like, okay, I've been told to do this, but why am I getting told to do it? I'm told to do this because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, but if I do this, this happens, blah, blah, blah. That's how my brain yeah. will operate. And I feel like most guys, because they're talking about MMA again, if you're going to be MMA and you're going to get any good, it takes a long amount of time. It's mm. not like six months and you're brilliant. It takes years to get good at something, like everything. Rep repetition, 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 repetition. But when you are training twice a day, every day, six days a week for 10 years, mm. you then get stuck in this like monotony of doing the same thing over and over again. And I think this is probably the most, in for me personally, I think is the most important bit of advice or young fighters or young people doing the same thing over and over again and they, this is why they don't make it or they don't get where they want to go or all that sort of stuff because they get stuck in this monotony and they show up and they're there and they do the work like everyone else but they have no conscious effort in the training session they're not switched on direction. they have no direction no understanding I, I call it um, well I can't remember what I call it because I've been hitting the head too much <laughs> but um, like having that 
intention that's the word I'm looking there's for there's no intention is intention it? so if you're just showing up you go to the session the coach is there you've got a good coach so that coach is telling you okay today we're working on three punch combinations we're going to step right okay great three punch combinations step right and you do exactly as you're told and you don't question it because you have no intention in the session you take away 10% of that session but if you go into a session with full intention and understanding and you use the word prep being present being present in that moment, you take everything and more away because then you say to coach afterwards, this was good, but I thought about this, 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 and this. And the way I managed to do that for so many years, because it does get a bit monotonous, is going to every single session I had with a goal in mind of what I wanted to achieve and what I wanted to do. So when I showed up to the session, I used to do this thing, uh, like training journaling, where before the session I would write down how I feel, what I want to want to achieve from the session, and you know, any past experiences, but that would be the main thing, how I feel and what I want to achieve. So, okay, you know my team, or old team pretty pretty well, but I would, I would train with the guys called Jack and John, like Jack Mason and John McGuire, and Jack Mason had a great guillotine and John McGuire had a great Kimura. So every session, I would, if I was a jiu-jitsu session, I would go to these sessions and I'd, how do I feel, whatever, and then intention not to get guillotined by Jack Mason. That would be an intention for a lot of sessions, or not to get hit with an overhand right, whatever. Then I would go to that session, and after the session, I would review, and I would be like, okay, how do you feel? Is it the same or less? Because sometimes you feel like shit, then you feel brilliant after a session. Sometimes you feel low, you feel low after a session. Sometimes you feel good, but you feel low after whatever. And then you could uh, assess it. And then I would afterwards, I would write down, if I achieved what I wanted to achieve from the session and what I learned from the session. And I did that. Forever, I stopped doing it. To be honest, yeah. like um, like three, four years left of my career, and I think that's why I started going downhill. But that mentality—I don't know if you teach your guys that. I know you do reviews at the end of sessions and stuff like that. But I think that's the biggest mistake I see in gyms consistently: is they just show up. Oh, coach is going to teach us half guard passes today. Okay, half guard pass, half guard pass, half guard pass. Leave, forget about yeah, it. Forget about it. So. Um, Thank you, mate. Honestly, first of all, what I love most about what reading podcasts and reading books is something like this is just for a long time in my life, I thought I was the only one. Honestly, I thought I was the only one that thought like this. In fact, a lot of people will tell me you're too intense, you, you're like obsessed, you, this is uncomfortable. It, like The word they used throughout that whole thing is the biggest, most important word in my life. And I think it started being about a decade ago. Someone said it to me. I was doing a weightlifting system session which was questionable um, but <laughs> as i was lifting it it was like it if you want to lift the bar it's all about your intention and i and i, walk, I walked away from it i was thinking one second everything's all about your intention like whatever i intend to do i will do if i keep doing it like you said by, by consistency and things like that if i intend to be consistent i'll probably get where i want to get to so it's like thank you mate because I, for a long time in my life in fact, probably the reason I am a coach is because of that. Because I thought I was on my own in terms of how intense I was. The obsession I've got to be like the guy, the lads at the gym call it like the unquenchable first. You've got the unquenchable first, and 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 it's and it, it, along the way, it's like how, how do you harness it? And especially when other people are saying that you're wrong and they're right, and that you shouldn't think like this. And people that you've trusted, maybe your parents, your family, no one understands everything like that. Like, what is your intention? What is your intention? Like, my, my intention doesn't stop. I, like, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I, I think about, my intention is to, to think about how I can improve people, how I can improve myself to be the best that, that there is going. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I forget the question now I've been going on about. <laughs> it wasn't really a question. It was more just a statement about me talking about, because you were saying that you with, with your goal or one of your goals is to, you people can have transferable skills yeah. they can become the best that they can become and all that yeah. sort of stuff and i was just saying one of the not a bit of advice but how i see it is that's that i think that was like now retrospectively looking back at my career yeah that was the only thing because let's be honest about me i started fine when i was 18 19 years old i was non-athlete i was never athletic before that i still don't consider myself a high level athlete compared to some of the athletes that you deal with on, on a daily basis but I had this well, mentality. He found a way to make it work for your mentality. And I, I disagree with you in some points, but I, I, I appreciate and, and respect the way the way you frame yourself. So it's just like reflective practice is, is, is really what we were speaking about, isn't it? So 
so many times I got so so much good information within MMA, within other sports, and you left there not thinking about it because you had a good session, you got tired at the end, and all you're thinking about was the endorphins and everything that went through your body. I won't allow my guys to go like that. And I, I can only go back from football. Football was my sport growing up and, and, and cricket to a certain extent. So it's like I can only go away from the games where I really sat and like thought about what happened and the only times you really thought about what you did right what you did wrong what you could have done better was when things went against you so now I won't ever allow that to happen because why would I get to a point where like even seeing fighters now they change the team after they lose but surely leading up to a loss unless they've got yes men around them that they should be disenfranchised of what they're building because if you have the desire to be the best everyone else has got to keep their standards high isn't it so it's like behind all that like so you, you're keeping your stands high everyone's keeping their stands high I've got to be accountable for, for it all haven't I so everybody's accountable for everything so if you're accountable for everything you're accountable for every practice what you said about writing things down I implore my guys to do it do they all do it no I can't do it for them but if if 10% of them do do it they're going to get better from it because everyone gets to the top or they lose and they want to think about how they can get better whereas I think about how we can get better whilst we're winning in fact we've only just getting started so I'm constantly on this battle for getting better and, and everyone talks about this 1% better I don't really subscribe to that I just subscribe to winning and, and, and how I can get better along the way and these marginal gains like going to a UV light place or going to these EMF mats and you don't you don't get off and think whoa I feel better I feel like I've got better I don't go to a breathing coach and be like yo my MMA got so much better and some people go so far off that path anyway but like you don't understand that just these little half a percent these fraction these small things that you just the consistency of saying i'm going to get up at this time or the things that you repeat in the process of everything that you're going to do these are the things that get you the one percent better the ten percent better the hundred percent better and if you can make sure yourself have good good standards intend to have good standards intend it's not always going to happen intend to get rid of the emotional side of it the feelings intend to work on the thoughts this my guy's got to be at the gym at 10 o'clock every day so say it doesn't matter what's going on the night before it doesn't matter what you got to do for the day it doesn't matter if you're feeling horrible get rid of those things come in and like and like you said showing up's only a part of it i, I don't like this show up mentality i'm like show up with the thoughts and, and the intention of how you can get better and if you're not getting better in that session ask me a question at the end yeah ask ask me a question at the end and if you can only get one little nugget of details that gets you better good and and also if you ask me a question at the end and you have a good session and you feel like it didn't get it better make me accountable make me accountable because it's my job to make sure that this learning environment is is a pressure cooker where like they bottlenecks into to winning into being the greatest and if my standards drop or if you believe that something that went on in the session or whatever outside before the session outside anything if anything isn't better please tell me because i want to be the best i want to be the best for those guys not for me i want to be known as the best i want to be the best that i can be in order so they can they can be their best and by keeping standards and always pressing people so i i think that that is, that is the main detail of it all I had about 15 different thoughts uh, during that that monologue and now my brain's kind of scrambled. But um, no, yeah, I think it, the intention behind turning up to sessions and, and doing doing them properly is what, what it's all about. And I think you mentioned like most guys, a lot of guys, they talk about what it, yeah, AMF mats or ice baths or all yeah. this crap. And I think what happened is, and I'm again, talking 15 years ago or 10 years ago, there'd be say George St. Pierre or someone like that. And it's the job of the UFC to market this guy as the best thing ever. So I went to Connor's easiest one to talk about because he got that movement coach where his name was. You all know. Bidel Portel. Bidel Portel. Then everyone wanted to get a movement coach because they thought that was going to make him better. And they don't realize that the UFC is just trying to sell a product and they need to have these extraordinary weird things and push them. And they would think that Connor only was as good as he was because he had Idol Portel. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah. That was like not even a 0.0001% of why he was good. You know, so it's like, it's just Instagrammable. And I think that's a big, big problem that we have yeah. now is people want to do things that look cool to try and get following. And that is a part of the business. So you can't, you can't dis discourage it. But I think the bare nuts and bolts of improving and becoming a better fighter or becoming a better man or becoming better at anything, they're the things you should should focus on, the foundation thing. Well, that's your concepts, isn't it? Again, it's your constants. You, you have to have training constants. And the training constants have to fall within base, balance, and posture. And once you understand that, then we can work outside that. But that is your framework. If I'm building a house, I put the foundations in first. I don't build the roof. 
Does that make sense? But I keep working from the foundations and improving the foundations because without the foundation, like for me, in, in fighting, anything is possible. I watch these videos on YouTube saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't... Anything is possible if it's behind a good framework and network. If it's random, sporadic, and my feet are all over the place, then no, but I have to keep improving on, 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 on the concepts, isn't it? And I think that's even talk about the house, but if you just focus on the roof then you don't build up your foundation. I think that's what a lot of people... Instagram's the roof. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or the chimney. Yeah, it's yeah. Like people are getting to a point now in their lives where they, they look up to certain individuals and they go, oh, what does this guy do? And they look at the stuff that he does and they try and do the fancy shit, but it's the foundation that they come from. Like you said, you can't do whatever, whatever. We we, we have a cyclical game in in life, but in I always say MMA or fighting is like a microcosm of life or a microcosm of life, however you say it. The, the cycles you see in MMA is like, wrestling's the best martial art to learn. Then it's kickboxing. Then it's jujitsu. And okay, now all the jujitsu guys are doing well. And, now, and it just goes around in this big, big cycle. Problem solving. Yes. Because it's not that it's a cycle. It's like, I have a I have an answer to your question. And but what, what I like about fighting is is critical thinkers everywhere and not like me I, like i come from a like a strand a striking standpoint other people come from a grappling standpoint and these are the antithesis for each other so it's like like you said wrestling was forever and a day the the answer and no one had an answer to the question because jujitsu is the answer then wrestling was the answer for jujitsu then you put your hand on the mat jujitsu becomes the answer for wrestling and it's like the further you go up for the train of understanding that the further the question becomes like a bit more of a, a scientific solution and, and an equation but it's like i can i can make it as complicated or as easy as i want isn't it but like you said the, the meter of the division are just answering the questions they're critical thinkers so like we talked about the transferable skills we, this is the transferable skill for me in my life i don't have problems you know people coming with problems i just uh, i think why there's no such thing as a problem there's a solution and if i go back to the energy thing when i said when i went by saying thank you it's like i only see people's energy i actually know when when someone's fell out with me without them telling me and, and like oh but, but i just can just feel it i can feel in a room of 20 people if the two people are not 100 percent invested in my message i can feel it i can just feel it that makes sense so it's like energy and energy out isn't it so that that's what I like. But other people are energy sensitive too, because you, you know what, and everybody is. It's just whether you understand it or not. Like dogs are probably more energy sensitive than than us and, and everything like that. But we, we're much like we know certain situations. We we know positive, negative, great force. So when you walk into a room and everyone's like happy and you walk in then you feel happy or what like sometimes you know when walking into a room there's like you don't even know who's in the corner but there's someone in there that's giving you a bit of shade and you turn around and lo and behold there's someone that's staring at you it's just you have these innate understanding isn't it yeah i think like you said we don't understand the spirit we don't understand energy i think people, some people it's like emotional intelligence i think they, they they refer to it as but if you have intention in a room and you're always switched i call it switched on mm -hmm. like a I know a few people that I've met that are like highly, highly operating individuals and that is what they are. All moments of all time, they are switched on to the highest degree and they can sense everything. And it's like, I'm trying to get there with repetition and repetition and repetitions, but every now and then I just like, oh. <laughs> but you can't, you gotta be switched on constantly. And I think that's, that's a learned skill. It's not a God given, it's something that people learn. And I think the more you can be switched on in a room and you can, like you said about own the room, like if you always owning the room, owning wherever you are, whatever you're doing, then you you have a better sense of that. Something else that I used to do when I was fighting, um, which I don't think I've ever even told you about, but when I used to enter the cage and you, you have that moment when they're, before they're going to call out names and all that sort of stuff and both fighters are in the cage, I would always stand there and I would close my eyes and I would view myself from a third person, person perspective as if I was watching it on TV or if I was above me or whatever. And I would sense where the cage is, where the cage wall is, where my opponent is, where the referee is, where my corner team is. And I would just feel it all like before the fight began. And that gave me like a different perspective on- Like you lived it before? That's the visualization, all that sort of stuff. But no, like actual physical space. So understanding where the cage wall was. So then when I'm fighting, I, I, I can almost see myself from a 3D perspective. So it gives me a completely different perspective on the fight. Rather than just being through these two eyes, I've got an advantage because I can see through my two eyes and I can see yeah, you've got bird's eye my, my third eye, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Do you think that just because we're from the video game generation that we think, see and think like this because... I, I'm not from the video game generation. Mate, that's all you are. <laughs> mate, that's all you are. You are a video game. But, but like that, 
that's what so I just think of things like a first person shooter that's what fighting is to me it's it, it's Mike Tyson remember the first Frank Bruno one like the Amstrad CPZ464 it's just like that 2D animation of you against someone else and then you can make it as big or as narrow as you want you can get different viewpoints uh, that that to me it, that's what I like about life that's my theory on life that it's just like a little video game that we can, can control a little bit um, so if you can get to that, that's flow state in a fight. If you're aware of all your surroundings in that little moment, because I promise you, some of the guys, I ask the guys, you know, like what, like when they're in the cage and just just before the fight, what are you thinking? And all of them are like thinking, do it for a jab, do a takedown. What I'm gonna do is gonna throw a jab, is gonna faint, and then we're going to the middle. That makes sense. That's that's the moment when your brain is chaos. Mm-hmm. So if you're organizing your thoughts where you're like, and you're so in tune with your surroundings, that that that's that's why you got to where you got to. That's man. the only reason I ever want to fight because again, the power of my mind. I never believe it was. A power my body but i think what i do to combat that that skill or that problem that you just said with the guys who are like what am i going to do i just think about the first action i don't think about anything else what am i going to do as soon as i touch gloves boom i visualize it a thousand times i'm going to throw a jab or i'm going to throw a low kick or i'm going to do whatever and then the rest is just autopilot because you've trained it in your body so many times so you only think like that in that moment yeah because so it's not natural that moment because you've done everything else but tell you what you've not done you've not walked time in front of 20,000 people yeah. and wait for five minutes for another guy who's signed up to hurt you to get into yeah, the cage yeah. and, and then them five minutes they, that that is that when you can really control your brain that's how you win a fight and that's how you lose a fight if you can yeah and that's what I'm saying about emotions if we can get rid of them before all this even starts then it's like normalised behaviour alright I've got my shorts on in front of everybody I'm have a fight with another guy and 20,000 people and I'm going to be able to be, have the presence of mind where I can slow everything down and see things from a third person's perspective but I'm still in the first person shooter mode this is not normal behaviour mate mm. that, that's why that, this is what this I'm not trying to promote normal behavior, but do you know why you like that? Because you got comfortable with the uncomfortable straight away. So straight away, you're in an uncomfortable situation, but you're thinking comfortable thoughts. Like, uh, that is that is what I'm aspiring my guys to get to. Mm. Like, for me, that's just a theory. I've never really felt that, if I'm honest. Mm. Like, when I, when I thought, it, it was a bit... It was natural and unnatural because I just had a good time. I was walking out, letting on some mates, not getting switched on. Like adding up how many, like my brain works in numbers. Adding up how many people I knew, case side, what we used up with them. In the fight, I'm like looking who's sat next to each other and things like that. But you're like reframing things on a different frame. Yeah, but I think the the downside to that, that I had is I became, this is what I believe in my career as well. I became so unbelievably comfortable with it. I think because at some points, not all of it, I went from competing at such a high level to such a low level as well that I became so comfortable with it that I almost became lazy. So I, even though I was like, okay, third person, understand here, like I didn't have any fear within my heart at all, yeah. which is a problem. You need that. Does he need that? I, I never had that. Yeah. That's why I knew it weren't for me. Yeah, yeah. Amongst other reasons, but I knew that it weren't for me because of that. I was like, oh. everyone says you got to get nervous after. I've only ever been nervous once in my life, by the way, on my driving test. That's the only time I've ever been nervous for anything, for any anything, any pursuit whatsoever. And I was like, this is not this is not natural that you wouldn't get but nervous. You think like nerves are, what's the attachment with nerves? This is because I think about this quite a lot. Like fight and flight. Yeah, but then you're talking about a different thing. Like for me, I believe being nervous is dependent on how much you care about the thing. So... <laughs> If I, if you if you really care about the thing and the outcome of the thing, you'll be nervous about it. I'll give you an example. I did a live broadcast recently with some, with a friend of mine, and it was the first time I've ever done it. And I was a bit nervous. I was a bit like, oh, I want this to go well yeah. because it impacts my life in a way, right? So I had I, I had skin in the game, and yes, you have skin in the game when you fight in your physical body, but the result for me became unimportant. I got to a point in my life where win, lose, doesn't matter. The people I know, because I'm so grounded in myself, I know the people that love, I love, love me, uh, their opinion is not going to change. So I'm just doing this as a, I'm going to use the word I used earlier, a vacuous affair to make sure that I'm getting more attention. That's okay. all it kind of became. But I didn't actually care about it. So before the fights, I got to the point where I was like, the result doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. This is all just, that's why I stopped. That yeah. is why I stopped doing it because I had no nerves. The physical danger whatever like i've gone through it so many times so that's when i became so comfortable with the situation i look at the guy and be like well we're gonna have a little bit of a of a go and i'd have a go and it became like a game yeah I, and i've been in the back with you mate yeah when yeah. we've just been jovial and jokey like from walking out there and, and that that's your personality so i would like go along with that mm. but no I, that's why that's that's what i had at the start and that's why i knew like because I think you need, you don't need all of it. That nerves, it's like fire in it, mate. It's been spoken about many times. You can either set my house on fire or keep me warm. Yeah, but but like if I can harness it and make it work for me, but I need some of it. I just need a bit of it. 
and, and I need to use it for myself. And it's like, okay, when I'm in the midst of cornering people, I get, I get, I don't get nervous. I get nervous, excited. And sometimes I don't even feel that I'm getting nervous, but my stomach goes, oh, here we go. We're nervous, excited again. And the more you do it, the less it becomes that. And that's when I know I need a break because this is the journey, right? You have to find joy along the journey. And I've been with you, mate, when we've won and, and we've been like, I expected that. And I've been with you when we lost and we didn't speak for three days. So like, if I'm gonna be commiserating losses so much, I have to congratulate wins. But for me, that's the, that's the internal tussle because I'm never celebrate, I, I, I can't celebrate a win because it's just a sprint, isn't it? And at the end of that sprint, there has to be another sprint because if not, we're already finished. And I feel we're just getting started. So if we're just getting started, we've got to, I, I, I'm getting as many trainers as I can to do as many sprints as I can and I can. And I want to get nervous. I want to enjoy it. I want to, I want to, I've got to feel all, I've got to feel all these, but I've got to, like I said, these feelings, I've got to think better in the moment. But afterwards, I've got, my internal, like, feedback for myself is, there has to be joy along the journey, mate. Yeah, because if, Sometimes it's like, yay, hooray. But when Laurent, when we were both there, Laurent knocked out Amir Carney. Like the joy that I had in my body that I didn't even know, like you just came into my body for about an hour. Like if I could, I wish I could buy it now and I could walk around the street feeling like that because that was insane, the amount of the level of, that's what we're always gaining for. That's what we're chasing, isn't it? That is what we're chasing that moment. So, you know, to get someone, I think you got to be nervous to get to that. 100%. But that's what I'm saying. So once you, once you eliminate that nervous section of your life, what are you doing it for? Because if you cannot get that feeling that you just described, it's in, it's became for me physically impossible. Unless yeah. the challenge, this is what it comes down to. The challenge has to be there. Yeah, like it has to be like, oh, this is hard. I'm gonna, this is going to become difficult for me to overcome this challenge. I'll get that sensation that you just described. Yeah, but I was not getting that sensation, winning or losing. I was just getting okay, next one doesn't matter. Yeah. And, I, and and the intention and everything that we spoke about at the beginning was completely lost. So you're right. When Lerone knocked out Americani, it was it was unexpected. We were kind of down yeah. we were nervous about what was going to happen yeah. and boom then we're elated you know yeah. but that elation lasts yeah and now that's yeah. most has ever lasted exactly because like this is the thing and this is what I'm saying I'm not, I'm not sat there congratulating we're not going out for three days partying yeah. but moments yeah, I live for moments yeah. and I live for those moments moments to set your heart on fire because it felt like my heart was like on fire you know what I mean I'm running around with my heart and fire and body like well this is, a, this is a crazy feeling so I'm living for those moments so I'll celebrate those moments but I'm not celebrating for long because I know the next sprint's coming and that's the thing that I'm trying to instill in all my guys is like you're going to have great moments we're going to share some great moments but afterwards let's, let's remember reflective practice we're just getting started and that's the mentality I want and I I listen to a lot of Tim Grover, I'll be honest, and he spoke about like his guys and the high performance guys that he has. They're like, say Kobe Bryant when he won his second championship, he's holding up three. He's holding up three because he's not that's happened now. He's got two and he's thinking about the third then. And that's what that's my mentality. And that's why I said when I hear other people saying like that, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm really going for that. I'm sprinting towards that. It's great that we got it. And everyone in my inbox will say, Oh my God, I'm so proud of it. And I get this all the time. I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. You're doing something. I think I'm doing terrible. Do you know what I mean? And, and then, then I want to feel like I'm doing terrible because at the end of it, and then I'll, when I know that I'm done, like you knew you were done in fighting. When I know I'm done, I'll be like, look what we just did. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I can't be like, well, look at what we're doing. Because if I look at what we're doing, I'm content with what we're doing and I'm never content with what we've got. Mm -hmm. Because I'm content with what I've got. I've accepted that I've hit my ceiling. We've hit our ceiling in this. And the ceiling is only, it happens when it's ended. Like, and everyone coming up to congratulate me, please, I, I really enjoy it. I, I don't know they enjoy it at the time, but afterwards, maybe three hours later, I'm like, oh, it's really nice when so-and-so said, you're doing so great at this time. And maybe I should speak to people more in glowing terms about what they're doing because it didn't make me feel good. But when I've gone away and thought about it, it's nice. And some people mess me say, hey, this guy was speaking nice of you. And at the time, I think, why did you mess me that for? But afterwards, I'm like, I don't know, where was that person speaking nice of you? And, and it, like, they've got to celebrate these little things, but, but only for a second. Because it's next, but again, so this is the this is a lot of questions, a lot of things. But okay, so when the, when the journey's over, as a fire again, I'm talking. Mm -hmm. This is when the journey's over. You can look back here and and be happy at what you've achieved or what you've done. But the reason the journey comes to an end normally is because you're not doing so well. So for me and my career and the way I look at it, when I finished, like I, I stopped my career of three losses. I got knocked out in Kazakhstan or wherever it was. Um, was Almaty. my last fight Almaty Kazakhstan yeah so that was my last one 
it's very difficult to then look back at your career with pride because you're like, yeah, but it's almost like you, you finished, you know? So it's like, and no one exits at the top. Or not many people. It's very, 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 very rare. It's an know? unforgiving sport, isn't it? And so it's like, okay, as a coach, maybe different, but if you're going to, okay, now you're at top of the game, you've got six world champions in the UFC, you're going to really just be like, okay, I'm done now. It doesn't happen. No, so because we're not that, and that's what, that's, but then you're dead. When, when you're done, you're dead, in my opinion, because yeah, that's yeah. the war, isn't it? And if I admit that I've got an unquenchable first and that's something I've got to deal with, I'll admit that I'm never going to be done. Yeah, yeah, which is but, the best way to be. But I'm saying for you to the mentality, I, I, this but a is, fight is going to be done because sadly in in this life you you probably get an athletic window of 15 to 20 years, yeah, yeah. and and mine has has long since passed. So it's like I couldn't now go out and be a professional fighter or anything like that. So it's like I have to be honest with my guys about father time. Father time's got no respect for reputation. You had the reputation of one of the greatest fighters and still do that this country ever heard. Does that make sense? And I don't expect you to understand that now because you're on the next part of your journey. You're going to look back on what you've done, in my opinion, in 20 years time because by the, in 20 years time, you would have done so much more outside of that sporting realm that maybe then you'll have some form of understanding of what he did achieve and what, what and how far he did come within it, it and, and that'll that'll be an organic tune it'll come whenever do you know what i mean and it's and the, the race is long and, and it's only with you isn't it like your race is with you it's not with me so and, and and like you'll know when it when it comes to that point but i just think i always say this that i've lived a thousand lives that's like the phrase that i use but it's like fighting was one life and it's over and it's dead and i forgot about it like i still have all the experiences and i still have all the knowledge and i said but i don't it doesn't even enter my brain people always say oh do you miss it no like, oh. really that, that's foreign as well and, and one of my favorite expressions and it's a horrible expression is, is like a fighter dies twice isn't yeah, it yeah. so so it's like I, I, like I, and tomorrow night i'm going to be case side at octagon they're going to have and i've been there on some huge moments big 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 moments in it within the promotion and and it's it just doesn't affect me in any way or make me miss it or make me think about it or i just I just think it's done. It's, it's, why would I look back at something that's already happened? But you just said the sport's a microcosm of life and everything, yeah. and you're getting to see those moments. They might not be your moments, but you're, you're, in my opinion, you should rephrase it in the fact that you're blessed that you've already like experienced those things, and now you get to revisit it by somebody else. And hundred percent. But I'm saying for me, it doesn't. It doesn't. Make, I'm just uh, talking about yes, people but, asking me, say, yeah. dude, you miss it. No, I don't miss it because I've lived it and I've done yeah. it and I've done it to it. If you, if you really understood what it took <laughs> yeah. to fight, you would yeah, not the miss sacrifice, it either. The, the sacrifice, sacrifice is unbelievable. And now I have crazy. to sacrifice completely different things to get my the achievements that I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm chasing. So for me, now that what I'm putting together a sales force to sell a product, it, I, I get more out of that than winning a fight. Like what it means nothing to me now. Like uh, the idea of it is gone. It's so, still winning though, isn't it? It's winning in a different in a different realm or whatever you want to call it, but I think. Um, but what's your addiction now, Luke? Because fighting <laughs> was your addiction before, wasn't it? Uh, good question. Good question. Because let's admit that. Oh, what, we're just going from like we we spoke about chasing highs. Do you know what I mean? So we're going from one addiction to the other, to the other, to the other. So now you've reframed your like. I'm I'm still on the sporting addiction. I've been on it for like 35 years, I think. I don't know that I'm ever going to go outside of it. Um, from my dark side, I wanted to be accepted. So to be in sporting things, I'm now accepted. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. So what, what's what's driving your addiction? Sorry to be the interviewer, man. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a good decision. Like for me, achieving, doing things that people think I can't do. That's what always is. Uh, that's what fine was to me. Everyone thought like it, well, I was going my own path, doing my own thing. Now I'm going my own path, doing my own thing and achieving things and doing things that no one think is possible is all I want to do. And that's the only thing that makes me feel. I know it sounds like so Man. sad, but I, the, uh, the, someone said this to me before and I never really understood it. And now I get it. And they, I, they, I, I say it too is like, I only really feel anything when my daughter laughs or when my daughter tells a joke or when my, I see my daughter do something that's like, I think it's cool. Even if it's, she drew a stupid yeah, company, name, whatever, name, it doesn't name. matter. Like I get more out of that than what people, the average person looks at my accomplishments and think that mm. that's not a big thing. The big thing was my daughter laughing or whatever. And someone said to me, I was like, oh, that's a bit gay. But it's true. Like for me now, to talk about dopamine receptors, talk about whatever you want to talk about. My, my, my brain is fried. So to achieve something now, that means something to me is so, got to be so vast and so grand and so big for me to feel that achievement 
it's now it's a long, 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 long path to get those little hits. We well, have for an to get hour. little jo- But Luke. You have to find joy along, along the journey. You really do take it from someone who didn't. Honestly, I've had like I, I was a football coach who came into MMA, and I've been bastardized for that forever. So that makes sense. So what what I could do, I could be like, oh, these guys have made it difficult for me, but I, I gained joy. I gained joy alongside the people that tried to stop me from progressing. So I mean, you ha- like th- this is the thing that like, we're a, this a, we're addicted to something, right? I'm addicted to progress. I'm addicted to winning. I'm addicted to fight. I'm addicted to things that along the way of it. I'm, I'm honest with you, that's my dark side. This is a thing, the biggest thing that I'm now promoting my guys to talk about is why. Why are we doing this? Because it's part of you. And everyone spends so much time running away from what makes you uniquely you. Like, uh, that, that, that's why I'm so upfront and honest now. I'm me because as a kid, I didn't feel accepted. So everything I tried to do was to, be, to become someone that not only was accepted, was integral was integral that it would be part of this community. Not someone to be like on the, on the periphery of it, the, the mainstay of it. Does that make sense? And now if I think about why I take all that with me, that, that's at least 50% of me. My dark side or whatever you want to talk about, what gets you where you are, that's at least 50% of me so I can spend all my time running away from it, which I probably did for until the last two years. Yeah, and I spent all the time running away from it or I could run towards it and understand it because once I understand it, I understand me better. I understand how I can use that to make me better. And if I understand that and I can, like the reason that people are getting semi-naked in front of their friends is because something probably went a little bit wrong along the way. A lot wrong, a little bit wrong. Yeah, whatever. But wherever it is, make sure you understand that person. Make sure you have a conversation with that person every day or as, as much as you need to. Because if you understand that person, you can use that. In fact, the driving factor, the unquenchable life first is only that. And if I understand that, I understand what drives me, what fuels me, what pushes me towards me, then, then and, and if I can get other people to understand that, I just think that they can't fail. Because the reason that people fail is because of the thing they're running away from. But the wrong thing you run away from is you. The thing that you run away from makes you you, so run towards it. I, I honestly believe everything you just said that I have kind of, that's my life. So I, I don't believe I run away from much, you know. I think I'm I'm always that's that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to evolve, face it, head on, yeah. face it head on. Yeah. And I believe most people don't achieve things because they quit, and mainly they yeah. quit is because they're scared of whatever that 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 factor is. For me, I think I'm. I I honestly believe a lot of confidence and a lot of achievement, and a lot of greatness comes from doing very very small things, and those small things then teach you that it's possible. And as a man that Again, fought in the UFC uh, on my 25th birthday when I said out loud for three years that I will fight in the UFC from 25 and then it happened on my 25th birthday. I do not believe that is by accident. And I believe the fact that I said I was going to do something and I followed through and I did it shows me that I can achieve anything with my life as long as I put in the dedication, I put Mm -hmm. in the time and I put in the effort and I put in the work, which is what I'm doing slowly, bit by bit by bit. And you said the race is only against you and my race is against me and I'm always trying to be better than I was before. And... I think I'm achieving that. I don't. I, I don't think I'm. I'm. I don't, I'm not happy that with where I'm at, but I'm know where I'm going. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of thing. So I think most people out there, they think I consider I am a psychopath. I literally yeah. consider that I am crazy. Because like because when I speak to normal people, they look at me like I'm insane. No, but that's what I'm saying about. The, and I believed it because I didn't know anybody else. Yeah. Was like, that's what I'm saying. You're insane. You're why you think like this. You're out like you're the wrong person that's to. They're, they're scared by it. Exactly. This is what I've learned. Everything, every conversation you have is just projection. Yeah. So they're projecting their fears and their worries onto you. So being able to dodge that and move out of the way is extremely important. And the best way to do that is just not to associate with people that aren't on the same yeah. linear, the same line as you or the same vibration is the word that I used to use. I even tweeted. Being back in the UK, everyone here is low vibration. Everyone, every I walk in a coffee shop and I just think, oh, I hate this place. I want to go home because it's so different here. Like the energy is so low. Not everybody, but in in gen, in big cities, I think it's just a general thing. In big cities, big cities are full of workers, and when you go into a place and it's full of workers, I don't want to be there. I no, want to be yeah. away. I much prefer to be on my own than to be surrounded by low vibration people. And I think that is a and it's just contagious, isn't it? And you understand that. And I also think that's a lesson for a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of people that are watching is like being content by yourself and on your own and and, and spending time by yourself 
is a superpower because most people can't do that. They run away from it, as you said. I couldn't do that. I, honestly, I could not do that. I could not spend a minute on my own until I moved to America when I was 22. I, I resisted any time on my own until that point because I wasn't comfortable in my own in my own sphere, my own space, because I wasn't being honest with myself about who I was and what I wanted and where I was headed. Oh, where I actually was. We was nowhere because of these conversations, you know. That, that, that's what started my... my progress when it's just start being honest with yourself now i think the one the thing i tweeted again yesterday or the day before was everyone took like everyone talks about their value everyone says know your value i know my value but also you gotta know when you're worthless sometimes yeah. you're just worthless yeah. so if you're worthless and you're walking around and you think oh but you're worthless so you gotta work on yourself and become a better person that's all it is and it and and i believe a lot of this um, like you just said, you realized it when you were 22 on your own. Like these moments which make you better or make you want to become better are normally the dark moments. Yeah, they're normally yeah. they're the hard moments. They're normally the breakups. They're normally divorces. They're normally like moments in, in time which are extremely dark. And harnessing that darkness and pushing it forward into becoming a better version of yourself is what life is about. Repetition, experience, right? Because you know through experience anyway, it's been so bad that the next thing that comes after that is always the best. Like the, be the best, because life is converse, isn't it? It's always converse reactions. It's like, I'm feeling great, I'm feeling terrible. And, and if, you, if you're hovering about in the middle, you've probably got a, a, a pretty formulaic life. I want to feel like this, to feel like this. I want to experience the, the, the lows, to feel the highs. I don't want to be sitting vanilla, vanilla territory. You said to me like what, what earlier, whatever it was, something along with what, what am I doing, what am I pushing for? That's exactly what I'm pushing for. Not to be that guy, not to be vanilla, for my life to never be normal, for me to always be excelling, improving, living, living differently. I don't like, at the moment, I'm currently looking at moving to Saudi Arabia, which is, yeah. no, I don't know how many people live in Saudi Arabia. And one of the main reasons I want to do it is because no one else is doing it. Everyone's moving to Dubai. Fuck Dubai. I'll go to Saudi Arabia and I'll, I'll, I'll make my own path. And me making my own path has always been like inane within me, something I've wanted to do. And I don't mm. know why that is. It probably comes, to, I spoke about my mother and religion and stuff before. But I think um, under having the faith in yourself to do something that other people wouldn't do for me is like, it means something. I don't yeah. know why we could talk about it and I could, but I don't, whatever. That's for me is like, that's what I want. I want my life to be moments or be things that no one else will do. Yeah. Because then I can tell and the it's, stories. Because it's not about proving them wrong. It's no, about no, no. proving you right. And that, yeah. that, that's my life. It's like impossible is I'm possible. And that sounds like such a, such an arrogant thing to say, but I, I I always want to prove people wrong, but me right more so. It's like, if you don't think it's possible, credible, I'm going to find to make it work. That's what extreme winning is. Anything that's extreme, it's like, no one would possibly do that. Like, listen, I know extreme people that would do anything. Like, if I think of my life in winning, winning, and extreme people would do anything to win. So I know that extreme people would do anything, to anything to get to where you're going to be. And that's what makes the impossible possible, isn't it? If you're prepared to, to do whatever it takes to, to get to that like, destination. And it's easy to say. kilos of weight in, in 24 hours. It's easy to hours. say I can cut 13 kilos in 24 hours on my own. On my own. Uh, yeah. On my own. Yeah, with no one to support me. Yeah. I've just done two weight cuts this morning and, and they didn't cut that between them and it was difficult. So so that that it's possible if you believe it is. And and if you that's the movement I'm trying to push. Like, no one believes what I say. No one believes that a football coach should come into MMA and, and supersede and exceed anything that's happened in Manchester already. And we've been going for four years. No one believes that that was happening. But I'm just saying to you now, this is just starting. That, that makes sense. This is just the start of, of where it's headed. And it, because it's possible. If like, wherever you believe, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And I'm going to prove me right, that this is possible. This is what's going to happen. I've got some great people around me. I've got the, the best like, infrastructure I've ever had, the best support system that I've ever had. And, and with the support system I've already got within my own loins, mate, yeah, that anything is possible. I mean, that's a, a beautiful place to finish. <laughs> um, like, to be honest, I didn't really know what I was going to talk about today. I just, because we know each other so well, I just thought we'd chat and something would happen. And it did. I obviously, uh, like you said, four years four years strong now with Manchester top team. And it is becoming, or it has already become the, the biggest gym up in the north of the UK and probably the whole of the UK in the in the near future. So we got the two guys fine on the weekend. I'm sure they'll do well. But it's, again, it's the thing about any mission or anything that you're trying to achieve is it's like, even if there's down points to it or up points to it, it's always, the, the feelings don't come into it. It just keeps going and keeps yeah. going and keeps going. And I think 
having you at the head of that uh, mission and understanding where you're at in your life because it's been a long road for you to get where you are mentally and, and everything you said. Of course it's still <laughs> going. And I think that's a super important fact that people always forget about. And I don't know where I heard this, but it's like none of us are a finished product. None of us are at the end. Everyone's always developing. And anyone that you look up to or you 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 think has got it right, they're all they're a mess and they're yeah. trying to work out for themselves. So I think uh, understanding the rule in our own journey is super, super important. And I think uh, we've come to a point now where you, uh, for me, our relationship and us, we've come to a point now with you where you're out with Manchester's top team. It's the best you've ever been and you're, you can see the future. And if you can see the future and you do the work, it's inevitable. I believe it. I Like, again, from, I said, I'm an, an athletic computer geek, <laughs> to fight in the UFC. It took me three and a half, I think two, 22 months or something from turning pro to have my first fight in the UFC. Something ridiculous of that, like one of the fastest turnarounds ever. I think it's all because of my mind and what I put into it and everything I did. Because of that three year period, I now know it is inevitable. Whatever I decide with my life is what I'll end up with. Yeah. Because I have decided that is going to happen, it will now happen. It's already happened in another reality, if you want to get a bit mm -hmm. woo-woo. And then I just need to bring it to this reality, and that, that's time. And I know you have already decided the fate of Manchester top team, and there will be ups and downs along the way. But if you cut out the feelings, we'll get there eventually, yeah. and it'll be an inevitable ending. So... As an inevitable ending, we'll end there. And uh, if you just can tell uh, people... One little thing, I'll okay. a little thing before that. One last little thing, sorry, that I know we're signing off and it is a short thing. It's like, the last part is this. Feelings, I'll, I'll go back to it. So if you if you can control the way that you think, yeah, the only last two things that are left are what you watch and what you consume, what you eat. So if you, can, if, if you control the way you think and then you control what you watch and what you consume and the people that you spend your time with, like what goes into your brain and what goes into your body? That's it. And then, and then if you're consistent, then you can be successful. That's all you did. You did it through writing things down, through doing all these things. I did it by, yeah, by writing things down and doing all these things and by like thinking I've got the method, scratching out, starting again, thinking you've got the method. Like right now, I believe I've got the method. I'll have a conversation with six months where I said, I can't believe how wrong I was. Because we're reinventing things all the time. And if you're adaptable and, and things like that, there's nothing you can't achieve. Exactly. Adapt or die. That's, <laughs> the, that's the answer. Adapt or die. Right. Thank you very much, guys. If you got this far, listen to us babble on. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Obviously, subscribe to the channel. Get involved. Loads of content coming out. We're on, uh, you know, in a different place here in Manchester. Different setup, as you can see. Uh, I'll leave it to Carl to sign out. Let us know how you can follow you. How, where, where, follow Manchester Top Team. Follow yourself individually. What's going on? Yeah, obviously on all the main channels, it's at Manchester Top Team for the gym. And for myself, it's uh, uh, Carl Prince Instagram. We've got some exciting things coming in the short to medium term in terms of like some online stuff that going to give away to the guys for free so we can push everything going around. So make sure you give us a follow and make sure you follow the All Ears podcast. Good work.